0: Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with On the Water with Dustin White. Dustin, how are you? Marvin, I'm doing great. How are you doing, my friend? I'm living the dream, and so you've been bouncing all over the place, but you're back and Casper ready to get after it this season, right?
1: yeah we're actually we've been uh, after it here uh for probably about a month and some change now of of being out there just about every single
0: day and uh
1: we're in the thick of it now and it's it's rock and rolling all systems firing we're excited
0: yeah so it's interesting right because you've got a kind of a a new bigger game right so you got the seo thing going on like you did before but you're starting to do the salt stuff too right
1: yeah i've been doing uh you know starting to do a little bit of uh hosted trips uh i get the tag along with some friends and chase some of the the species that i've loved fishing for um probably about the last 18 years i've been on the salt with much more concentration so generally speaking though like a lot of the inshore species so you know snook tarpon reds has been um you know some species that i've loved uh, getting to chase uh, especially in the low country and down in florida and so it gets to do that in the, the edge season, we'll say between steel heading on the Great Lakes with SAO and then coming out here and, and guiding central Wyoming with the bug. So anytime I can sneak way to, uh, you know, hang out on a flats boat with some buds pulling me around or me pulling them around in, in, in return, uh, I'll take advantage of that uh, opportunity anytime.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't hurt that you have dry through daiquiris and margaritas, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, but to bring it back to Wyoming, you know, one of the things I know from talking to you last season, I've been watching your social media feed is you're kind of really cranking on the carp stuff now, right?
1: Oh, I love it. Yep. I, um, y- you know, you, historically actually, uh, that's been a, a favorite species of mine and that it's been a bit of a buzz species for a lot of fly anglers, um, that's been growing over, you know, the last 15, 20 years. Um, and so I, I've always loved chasing them. Um, in the earlier days of my guiding career in Ohio, um, I'd actually take kids out to target carp, you know, and in, you know, kind of urban centers and, you know, and, park systems on ponds and, you know, little canals that I, I just am so fascinated with that species. And then, you know, as I started getting out here into Wyoming and, you know, working for the, the bug um, you know, Blake was always, you know, super generous to take me out on his flats boat on some of the reservoirs we have and just blew my mind of how, how, you know, parallel how similar it was um, to you know, targeting redfish on flats, Um, down in Georgia. Uh, I mean, almost identical, just in a freshwater context in central Wyoming. And so uh, I got myself a flots boat and I've been pulling it around and taking folks out and and catching carp. And um, there's just such a cool species um, in in about every facet they have. I I love targeting them. I love how they're finicky in some days. I love how they're greedy on other days and and yet, no matter which of those two <laughs> ends of the spectrum you find their temperament in, they're going to put you in your backing as soon as you hook them. And uh, it's just a pretty cool experience to add to um the you know the pretty special trout water that we have here in in uh, central Wyoming.
0: Yeah, neat. And so, you know, when is kind of prime carp time in Wyoming?
1: Yeah. So right now, I mean, we are picking them up right now, but we're kind of they're, they're starting to set up to do their thing with spawning, and so. Their attention's starting to shift a little bit away um, from eating, and, and they're kind of getting ready for, um, you know, the spawn. But t- generally speaking, if you can get them, you know, the, you know, Memorial Day weekend is 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 kind of a time where man, it really starts firing. Then, so this time in May, you know, they're starting to get have their priorities. Uh, elsewhere other than eating, um, but as we start to get to the end of the month, they really are getting back into feeding and feeding pretty aggressively, so you know end of May through i mean almost all of of july uh, is is pretty darn good, but if you can get out in the water and and target some of those in in, in the month of june uh it's uh it's a pretty special thing
0: yeah, very, very neat, and we were talking before we started recording, I mean like so much of the you know the Rocky Mountain West. I mean, you guys have gotten a ton of snow this season.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. unbelievable, Mal, and and very thankfully. So um, here in Wyoming, gosh, I think for the ranges that that surrounded us, I think early February we were at like 130 snowpack. You know, uh, snowpack was at 130, so we were already doing quite well, and then we just kept getting pummeled and pummeled and pummeled by snow, and so. Um, there's, you know, I'm looking out my window now It's a mountain and it's, it's all white on the top of it. So, uh, we're going to have a lot of water moving through our, our, our fishery and our drainages this year. And, um, they've already, because we're on tailwaters, they've already started to, uh, adjust to that with our flows.
0: Yeah. And that would also, you know, not just adjusting now, but you're also going to have probably more water later in the season, unless it gets really, really hot, really, really early. Right. Yeah, yeah. I I think,
1: you know, so, you know, if we talk about the three different fisheries specifically that we have, you know, the miles already at 2700, um, which is about what you'll see uh, the highest you'll ever see at in summer, you know, in the dog days of it. And here we are in in May. We're already there. Uh, The horn has kind of been bouncing up and down uh, just they're they're kind of been reactionary to what the boys and reservoir has been but uh currently it's at 24 they just walked it down to 2400 from 3000 um and i would expect that that could easily you know on on that end of things um go up and down there uh and the reef we're at about a thousand right now and and that definitely is going to start ticking up uh, here as we get through the month of May and into June, July. Um, so I think we're going to have a lot of water moving through the system, thankfully. And I think our reservoirs, uh, some of which like Pathfinder were uh, extremely low last year are going to have a lot of water, uh, in them to fill them up and you know, make sure
0: that, uh, you know, our, our fish are happy, um, but also our, our anglers are happy as well. Uh, very, very neat. So what are you seeing in addition to the improved flows?
1: Yeah. So, um, it, it, all three systems are, are, are fishing extremely well right now. Um, we're in the season of blue wings. Um, so, you know, folks are out in the water. Um, you know, we always have midges on our water. If, if you walk into the North platter, the big horn and have no idea what to throw, if you have a midge on your, on your rig, you're going to be doing pretty well, um, out of the gate, but, uh, this is blue wing season. Uh, we're seeing some, Uh, fairly large blue wings this year. Um, they're, I wouldn't say they're size 16s, um, but, uh, they're, they're 18 and then some change. So we we got some pretty large blue wings that we've been seeing uh, on all three systems. Um, in terms of bugs uh, our, our fish right now are in the thick of the spawn And so, you know, we're letting folks know Hey, really, really respect those spawn beds uh, I know um, It's tempting for a lot of folks To, to you know, see hundreds of fish Stacked up on gravel But, you know, honestly Your best fishing is not going to be to them It's going to be fishing those buckets those, those deep drop-offs that are below it Where you have some fish that are They're eager to eat uh, But aren't uh, in the midst of Of spawning and so we want to just encourage folks that if you want to have a good fishery for years to come that you kind of let them be let them do their thing but uh, take advantage of the fish that are eagerly eaten below them
0: yeah and so you know obviously that smaller stuff you know creates problems whether you're fishing nymphs or you're fishing dries you know what are some tips for folks to kind of make strike detection and actually to be able to see your fly work a little bit better for you
1: yeah. So if if we're talking
0: dries,
1: you know, here in Wyoming, I uh, actually like to run it with, with dry flies. I, re, I like to run a two fly rig and I like to have a point fly that's a little bigger um, to be able to, to see it. Right. And so, you know, if, if let's say you have a smaller bug, a smaller pattern, um, and this is very, very helpful as we get later in the season when fish are eating, you know, trichos like size 22s, you know, smaller, smaller patterns. Um, if you have a bigger point fly, something that's visual on the front end, look for a take that's within you know a specific radius of that fly based on how long your tag to your second fly, your your terminal fly is coming off that. So if you're throwing drys, um, you know have that bigger cider um, fly for yourself that's still in the ballpark of what those fish can eat. Um, small enough, it's not going to spook them off laying in the water, but big enough that you can see it. And then essentially, uh, you know, a lot of times too, with a lot of these smaller flies, the smaller flies start to accumulate in a lot of biomass. And you you can't tell like, well, what was my, what's my fly in in the midst of of all that biomass there, of all those, those spinners versus, you know, what I'm actually throwing. So having a kind of a, 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 bigger point fly just big enough for you to be able to see it and then setting on any sort of take that occurs within the radius of of what that would be um that's what uh, i found is is really successful for us here especially if fish are eating smaller flies in terms of nymphing uh man you know uh, during this time of year, takes are often super, super subtle. Um, so Marvin, you know, as crass as it is, I always like to say, Hey man, if it looks like a mosquito farted on your bobber, set the hook. Uh, that's, I mean, and as, as much as you can get dialed into the, the subtle takes from fish, uh, that are eating below an indicator, uh, the more successful you'll
0: be. Yeah. And so in those situations, do you like, I know some people like to like actually have two indicators, like they'll use like two of the stick ons and they're watching the alignment uh, between the two indicators. Is that something you like to do or are you just going to say lift on anything fishy?
1: No. Yeah. I want to lift on anything fishy. Uh, I'm not looking at the two indicator thing. Uh, I I tend to find that sometimes uh, mending becomes to be a little trickier there. Um, and I feel like it overcomplicates things. Um, so, you know, I, I'm using a a pretty light indicator, um, that, uh, is going to be, you know, pretty sensitive to takes. Um, and so on anything that looks like it's a take, we want to set on it. Um, just because, um, these fish are, are, are seeing a lot of food coming down the pipe. Um, and so, they're not um, in desperation mode of, of t- having to take extra hard takes. Uh, we're also coming out of, you know, you know as you mentioned before, uh, water's up and we have runoff that's occurring now. It's just a lot, a lot of runoff occurring now. So water temps are actually on the lower side. Those fish are hanging in, uh, the ones that aren't spawning are hanging in lower uh, stretches of runs, slower water. Um, they're not taking things all that aggressive. So, um, any
0: sort of hesitation in the float you want to set on it. Oh, well, there you go. And, you know, folks, we love questions at the Articulate Fly. You can uh, email them to me. You can DM us on social media. If we use your question, I will send you some Articulate Fly swag and we'll announce what our giveaway item will be at the end of the fishing report series with Dustin. And, you know, Dustin, before I let you, uh, go and make dinner and all that kind of good stuff, you want to let folks know, you know, how they can book you while you're out West and where the shop is and all that kind of good stuff. Yep, yep.
1: So the ugly bug is at uh, right downtown Casper on Center Street. Uh, if anyone wants to book me, uh, you can message me directly on Instagram. I can help take th- take care of things for you. Otherwise, you can call the shop directly at area code 307-234-6905. Uh,
0: well, there you go. And also, too, if I remember correctly, they were working on an apartment above the shop to rent out to folks to stay in. Is that is that ready and rolling or is that still a work in progress?
1: Uh, We actually uh, got an additional uh, uh, house on the river for folks. So, you know, not only do we have our lodge to rent out to larger groups, we have a river cabin and uh, an additional house uh, right on the river with some private access for folks. So we got three different locations um yeah we do have the crash pad downtown but uh in terms of you know things that are available to be <laughs> <laughs> rented out uh for folks yeah we've got three different locations and uh, uh, each uh is a pretty special amenity to, to offer to our, our guests
0: uh, super cool well listen folks we're back in the saddle and uh, you'll be hearing from dustin every couple of weeks and uh you it to yourself to get out there and catch a few tight lines everybody tight lines dustin Paylines, Marvin. Thanks so much.